It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. V and I are here tonight without our Courtney. She, we're Courtney's delivering babies uh, around the the location. Yeah, she's so. not pregnant, guys. <laughs> Do not worry about that. But she's all over the place. She's going to be with us for the last segment of the show. We hope. Let's see if she finishes her baby job delivering night. But today we have an amazing show, Alexandra. You are on fire finding those guests tonight. I well, mean, like seriously. We want to make this show. With this uh, show has to be one of the top shows in the United States of America and around the wow. world. Okay, yes. that's that's what I look at. So we're not going to be just a local. We're going to be international. Wow! I because we want that. people from all over the world yes. to know what people are about. Uh, we're bringing guests that are walking through journeys that we would never know about the journeys unless we had them here. And yes. That's true. Like today, we're having amazing guests. We have in a uh, former mayor of Carrollton, Mr. Ron Branson, uh, who has got an amazing story. And we also have a matchmaker for Match Valentine's maker. weekend. Wow. Oh is this not amazing? This is the love month. Right? Yes. When I left my house today and I told my husband that we are having a matchmaker, he was like, oh, my God, this seems like trouble. <laughs> because I want her to, I'm going to ask her, if we do... Like, if she do the process now with me and my husband, can she say if we are a true match? Wow, wow. That's, a, that's a good you question. Know? Right. I'm afraid of doing the, the test now. Oh, I've only been <laughs> married for 40 years. I think I can try and ask. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> Honey, I'm leaving you. You're not my match. <laughs> oh, well, and I have a professional that can Ooh, tell yes, me. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I think one of the most important things that we on this show is that our guests are from just walk of life. And that is the most important. And without love, you can't have grief. So that makes it uh, very uh, in interesting to know what uh, we're all about. By the way, today, uh, this weekend or tomorrow, uh, this weekend, we have the um, Valentine's. So yes, what are you planning tomorrow. on doing for Valentine's? Tomorrow. Well, that's right, tomorrow. Today, yes. Yes, yes. Well, you know, when you have kids and you not have family around, it's kind of crazy. And I decided that I'm not going out on Valentine's Day. Restaurants are packed. And food is more expensive. And, you know, I'm a cheap person. I <laughs> I watch my money. So we went out on Thursday. Uh, and this is our Valentine. So tomorrow I'm going to probably cook something at home and just stay home with my boys. But no restaurants, no anything. Well, I always look at Valentine's every day, you know, yes. because you you have a husband and a, and a wife and they it, you you feel like love every day. So yes. hopefully. <laughs> but having said that, how's your business doing? Yeah, doing great, great, great. Well, mm -hmm. Mike is uh, giving a sign. I think our guest is with us already. Wow. Mr. Branson. Yes. Are you there? I am here. Wow. How's your wife doing, by the way? Everything good? Oh, she's doing super. We're both getting, got our first uh, shot last week, so we're looking forward to the second one. Wow. Hey. The shot of tequila or the vaccine? <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> oh, just wondering. Well, welcome to our uh, Alexandra Friends uh, show, and we are very uh, excited to get you to meet the, the world outside besides Carrollton and talk a little bit about this is Heart Month, and we'd like to bring the stories and the journeys of what people have gone through as they, they're survivors. And so V has some questions for you, and we're going to start on introducing you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and uh, how, how we're sitting here today talking to you. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm very blessed to be here today and uh, uh, because of my journey. But, uh, you know, I've been married to my wife for over 50 years. We only knew each other six weeks when we got married. Uh, so uh, we were young and foolish, but uh, voila, here we are. Uh, but uh, three kids and 11 grandkids and uh, very live a very blessed life. Wow. 11 grandkids. I remember when you were only just you and your wife. You are my neighbor. <laughs> That's right. Well, Mayor, thank you again for being with us tonight. I mean, uh, tomorrow is Valentine, and I know that a lot of couples are busy and they're going out tonight. And you, you know, 
took the time to to talk to us about your journey and uh Alexandra was telling us that this week before the show how great you know is to be close to someone that is a survivor and has uh an important gift a gift for life so can you talk to us a little bit about the problem that you had in your heart and then how was the time waiting for the new heart and what, what how was the match and just describe to us the journey i cannot even find the words to to describe so please help me here okay i'd be glad to uh i, I had uh, congestive heart failure for uh, a, a number of years and uh, it, it was just what congestive heart failure is is it's like a balloon your heart's like a balloon that's been blown up too many times so it's it's gotten weak and it doesn't give the pressure that it needs to and it causes uh fluid to build up in your lungs and it and it uh it it takes the, the effect like at night uh you know it builds up and and it had to wake up and have to stand up to let the fluid settle so you can get some oxygen in your in 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 your uh lungs mm -hmm. uh and some people don't wake up and that and that's the sad part and i i thought that for 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 10 years and it was getting worse. It was, it was getting so bad that I'd take a shower in the morning and before I could draw up, I'd have to lay down on the bed to, uh, to catch my breath. And I went to the hospital in 2006. Uh, and, uh, actually to tell you the truth, I went to die. I, I knew that I was in bad shape. I got my will in order, got my finances in order so my wife could move forward and was in the hospital. Uh, the doctors did their tests and came back and told my wife she she better get the family together that i was I was not going to live very much longer. She actually had a breakdown at that point they they put her in a in a room not in not you know didn't didn't uh, sign her into the hospital but so she could compose herself and and I wake up and there's my wife and my three kids that are standing there and I do think that wasn't a good sign uh But what happened at that time is is my, my uh, doctor that had put my pacemaker in. Uh, this was in this was in Plano, uh, Plano Baylor. He happened to be in the lobby when who walks through but Dr. Mack, who is from uh, Medical City Dallas Heart Transplant Center, and uh, he's and uh, he says, "Do you mind going up and taking a look at one of my patients?" So this strange doctor walks in the hospital room and uh, starts asking me some questions. Uh, uh, did I smoke? I said, I haven't smoked in 40 years back when I was in the military. Uh, uh, and did I drink? I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll have two or three beers a month. I'm not a big, I'm not a big drinker. And what would I do with my life if I, mm -hmm. you know, if I continue to live? I said, well, I've I retired. I, uh, Uh, you know, I do volunteer work. I, in fact, I was on city council at the time, and uh, he said, "Would you consider a heart transplant?" Well, yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. So uh, they put me in a they put me in an ambulance and took me down to Medical City Dallas and said I was too weak to go through a, a transplant. I was walking mm -hmm. with a walker, and and I was fifty 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 nine years old. Wow, super young. So. Uh, Uh, they put in uh, what's called an LVAD, a left ventricular assist device, which is a heart pump. And in those days, they were pretty good size. But they inserted that inside my body along with tubes and batteries and things. But that allowed me to start uh, working out a little bit and uh, getting my strength back. And, th and this was in uh, – he put that in in September 11th of 2006. And – So I started getting getting better, getting better. I was in the hospital most of that time, and uh, I did get to go home finally in late December. And on, on the early morning on uh, January the second, I, I, in the middle of the night, I get this call, and I reach up and I pick up the phone. I say hello, and they said, "Ron, we think we have a heart for you." Mm. And at that point, it was just like ammonia going through my body just sucked all the oxygen out I, all i could do was hand my wife the phone and, and, and catch my breath mm -hmm. and uh the uh, uh I, i she she listened to it on the phone they said don't hurry in just come in deliberately you know don't waste any time but come on in but don't rush we hung up the phone and at that time uh, 
my wife and I realized that some family was hurting for this to happen. So we got on our knees and we asked for blessings for some family. We did not know who it was, but we asked for blessings for their family. And uh, I I got up and took a shower and then we we went in and walked in and uh, Medical City Dallas was outstanding. As soon as I hit the door, they put me in a wheelchair and wheeled me to the room. They ran tests during the day. But I woke up the next morning with a new heart and oh. uh, a new chance at life. Wow. Uh, Real quick, just what year was this? When you uh, Was this 2007? I got my heart on January the 2nd of 2007. Okay. So, and, so I'd waited about three months. Three I was months. very lucky. I only waited yes. about three months. For yes. Mine. I was checking some data, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, 20 people a day die waiting for an organ not just for heart but for other uh, other organs you know and we we don't have enough we don't have enough and Mm -hmm. it's it's really sad like like you said you know that some family is hurting in order for you to to have the life but i believe that we need to think about we need to think about that when it's when it's possible, you know, when you have the chance to do something for someone else. Because if you are a registered donor and you are a healthy person and everything, I I was reading that you can save up to 8 to 11 lives if you do the yep. donation of the organs and tissues and, and everything. So this is something that we need to think and we need to talk about. So if you could, you know, just tell People who are listening to us, how important is and how that saved your life. Let's encourage well, people to donate. I, I've been a uh, spokesperson for Donate Life Texas uh, on numerous occasions, uh, whatever, whatever I'm given the opportunity to do that. And there are so many parts of the, of the body that uh, we don't need when we're gone. And, in fact, some, of them you can, some donations you can make while you're still alive, like kidneys and things like that. But when somebody says something like, I'm too old, well, there are people that need eyes, and uh, there are people that need skin. There are burn, burn victims that need skin. And my, my directions are that when I go, you can't take anything I have. If you need my fingernails, take my fingernails. <laughs> Mr. Branson. somebody else's life yeah. better. Mr. And, Branson. And that's what I push for. Mr. Branson is our guest today. He is the former uh, mayor of Carrollton and uh, a wonderful uh, veteran and also a great community leader for the city of Carrollton. And my co-host here is V. Courtney is not with us on this segment, but she will be here on the last segment. So, Mr. Branson, are you are you there with us? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we brought you that you're back with us, how about telling us the story? Of not the story or the uh, the journey of when you got your heart. How was it? Uh, how did you meet the, the the family? How did you know who they were? All the information that it would be awesome for our listeners to listen through. Okay. Well, um, the standard process is for for meeting your donor's family is that uh, they recommend that you wait. They they wait say wait six months. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, who, who wants to wait six months or something like that? So I just waited about two or three, two or three months, and I couldn't stand it anymore. So what you do is you write a letter to a, an intermediary uh, agency there that uh, will will try to make contact for you, and and they do the same thing if they want to, if they want to know you know who who their loved ones' organs went to, uh, they they write a letter to that that same group. Uh, and in our case, uh, uh, the donor donated seven organs, and they wanted to know. Well, they sent their letter in early also. So I'm sitting there in my home on an afternoon. My wife uh, was teaching school at, at Creepy High School at that time. And uh, uh, I, got, I got a phone call, and it was from, from uh, my donor's mother. And I was just 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 taken so back and uh, taken aback and, and pleased, and, and we talked, and uh, uh, we made we made uh, uh, plans for them to come visit us, and uh, we hung up, and I just I just 
on pins and needles waiting for my wife to get home to tell her. And let me back up just a little bit. Caregivers are one of the most important people in, in our lives. And my wife, a, a teacher at that time at Creeview, when she found out I had to have a heart transplant, the semester had just started at Creeview. And she got up and went to the office and said, I love my job, but I love my husband more, and I need to be there with him. And, and, and I'm going home. Excellent. And the school district worked. They put her, let her use up all her vacation, and they had some programs there. They could throw some extra time in there to keep her job open. And then, uh, and then they immediately took her back after it was over. So they were great. The Carroll Performance Branch Independent School District was great. But she got home, and, and I told her, and, and, and we, made, we, we started making plans for the family to come. And it was, it was uh, it, his parents were, were Gary and Jackie McGinnis. Uh, they're from Mount Olive, Mississippi, and uh, they said, "Well, we're going to uh, we want to come in. We want to stay in a in a hotel. Can you recommend a good hotel?" Mm-hmm. Here's here's my commercial. I said, I- "I'm sorry, but we have no hotels in, in, in Carrollton <laughs> that I could recommend you stay in." And I said, "You've got to stay with us." Oh wow! And so. Uh, so they did. They came in and they showed in. They went to church with us uh, on Sunday, uh, and it was it, it was uh, as I said, Gary and Jackie McGinnis. Uh, Gary's a lay minister, and, uh, and uh, his wife worked at a at a hospital, and, and they told us his his story. And his story is on on uh, New Year's Day, two thousand seven. He was helping his aunt. He's fourteen years old, helping his aunt move furniture. And the truck hit a bump or something, and he fell from the truck and hit oh, his Lord. head. And uh, so they take him to the local doctor. It's a very small town that they're from, not all of Mississippi. Uh, and the doctor said, this is serious. So they took him to the local hospital, mm-hmm. and they said, this is very serious. So they called for a helicopter to take him to Jackson, Mississippi, a big heart is, uh, hospital that's there. And, and, and Gary, the, his dad, says, he walked. He walked to the helicopter. Said, "I'm fine, Mom. I'm fine. I just have a headache." And they took him. Took him uh, uh, by helicopter to the hospital, and then he died. He passed away later. Mm-hmm. Later that afternoon. Oh, and uh, and uh, uh, being uh, Christian people as they are, and, and his mom working at a hospital, uh, they they uh, you know gave permission for the organs to be uh, made available, and and that's where uh, where I came in, and uh, I was on the list. I've been on the list not very long uh, compared to a lot of people, but I, I was very fortunate uh, to uh, to get the heart the next the next day, and. Uh, Stayed in contact with uh, with Gary and, and and Jackie. We 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 stayed in contact over over Facebook and exchanged some emails now and then. And uh, I, uh, one of the things I told told Gary when when they were there with, with us, I said, you know, I'm I'm an old man. I, you know, I'm uh, 59 years old. I'm I'm an old man. If I could give my life and Gary Jr. could could continue to live, I I would definitely do that. And that is that is a true statement that I would repeat today. Uh, well, that's uh, great. And I mean, what you know, how what God, a gift, and how God can can make something so painful into something, you know. Uh, into life. hope, into life. Life, life is yeah. is so important. Yes, uh, Mr. Branson, how old was the young man? He was fourteen. He fourteen years old, wow. and he just made the National Honor Society. And I said my name had never been mentioned in the same paragraph with National Honor Society. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased, with that. and I promised Gary that I would do something good for somebody every day the rest of my life to make up for what his son uh, 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 Jr. Was, would not be able to uh, to accomplish. And, and I think about that almost every day. Well, and you are doing tonight because you are inspiring a lot of people, maybe people that are dealing uh, with the doubt about become an uh, organ donor. donation or not and register to be, you know, a blood donator or even uh, um, organs, organ donator. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we need to talk more about that. Yes. Well, Mr. Branson, I know when you were, uh, when you became mayor, uh, the family, I remember very clearly, they said they would have, there was not only one mayor, there were two mayors, right? Because there were two hearts. 
That is what I announced whenever I was sworn in. And we have two mayors. You have two so mayors. I'm, well, we thank you so much for uh, talking to us tonight and bringing us through this journey. And I hope that you have a very good um, uh, advice for all of us as we proceed through our lives and what we need to do to help others. What would you say, Mr. Branson? Oh, what I could say is, you know, the, the things that you do that you can be remembered for by fondly by, by other people, uh, that, that, is, that is worth more than all the riches in, in, on earth. Well, we thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us a little bit about your journey and hopefully give other people the strength to um, move forward and do 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 their little um, driver's license and put their donor there and sign it up and just go and help other people. Help other people, absolutely. Yes, and just talk. Just talk to your family. You know, just tell them what you need to do and what you think that's important for you and what you want to be honored when, unfortunately, you are not with us anymore. So thank you so much. My pleasure. And also be sure and go to our Facebook and like it and uh, encourage all your uh, friends to de- to listen to you as through your journey. And we'll post on our Facebook all the wonderful. And thank you so much for t- your time. Bye-bye, Mayor. You're listening to Alexander Friends 660, The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. And here this, ev- this evening, we not only had one ex- exciting um, guest, but we're going to have Fun guest. Uh, we're going to talk via about really Valentine's now, right? Well, I just heard that she's a matchmaker, and I want to ask her if she can do the process with me and my husband to see if we are truly matches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of worried about the answer. Uh-oh. So let's see. Well, hey. let's bring her on board. <laughs> yes, Queen. Hey, how are you? We are great. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for accepting. Uh, I, I told, let me tell you, when I first met you, um, this is funny because I'm a realtor and I came to pick her up to go show her some homes. And as soon as she got into my car, I thought she was the most amazing lady. She was stressed to kill. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, we started talking and I said, well, what do you do for work? And she says, I'm a matchmaker. <laughs> I said, whoa, whoa. And I started telling her I used to watch the million dollar matchmaker. And so the story is now she's here. I came running back to talk to V and, and Courtney. I said, I just met a matchmaker. <laughs> she was so excited. And I was like, lady, you are married. Hang on. There. <laughs> okay. Hang on there. <laughs> so Queen, tell us all about you, where you're from, how you got into this uh into this world of matchmaking. How long have you been doing it? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much. It was a very, very chance meeting. I I love working with real estate agents or realtors for this reason, because actually there's a lot of overlap in what we do. Um, You know, I actually just moved to Dallas about two months ago. I lived in Washington, D.C. for almost 12 years. um, And I actually came down to Dallas to help open up our, our network here in Dallas with my matchmaking agency, which is three day rule matchmaking. Um, So, a lot to answer there. So, uh, you know, I, I'm still pretty new here. And of course, looking at real estate <laughs> since I just got here. But it's been a wonderful experience. You know, it's a, it's a brand new city to me. I came here basically sight unseen. Um, there are some incredible singles here, really amazing professionals here um, that are all, you know, relationship minded. Um, it's kind of amazing to be in Texas. You tell people you're a matchmaker and a lot of people actually don't know what that is. Um, you know, when I lived in Washington, D.C., pretty much everyone has an experience with a matchmaker because it's, you know, a, a city full of really busy professional singles. Um, that being said, uh, people in Texas are, are not quite familiar with it. So I'm here to, to educate everyone about what matchmaking is all about um, and also to meet some amazing people and, and hopefully match them. So um, I actually got into matchmaking kind of accidentally. I, I've been in this, this agency for going on three years, but I always say I, I think I've been making matches since I could talk and Maybe even before then, probably in my little brain, I was making matches. And um, yeah, I think matchmakers are certainly born uh, born that way. So I actually went to the start, the, the launch party for three-day rule matchmaking in Washington, D.C. That was six years ago um, by my colleagues who are still in Washington, D.C., uh, Callie and Jamie. And I went to that party um, just to check it out. I, wanted, I was single at the time. I wanted to see what it was all about. And I was like, wow, I, I would love to do this job. You know, at the time I was working in advertising and like everything in life, it's all about timing. They were not hiring anyone. And I actually loved my job at the time. 
Uh, a few years later, I sort of found myself at a crossroads in, in advertising. And obviously in advertising, you're you're helping companies get in front of audiences that they're otherwise not reaching, right? Because if, if you have a, an awesome product or service, if you're not in front of the right people, it's like if a tree fell in the forest, no one heard it. And actually right. matchmaking is a lot like that. If you're an amazing person not getting in front of the right people, um, you know, you're, you're obviously not, you're not giving yourself every advantage to meet the right person who can really value what you bring to the table. Um, and just like everything, like I said, timing is everything. And they happen to be expanding their team at that time. And I joined the team and it's, it's really been a wonderful ride ever since. Wow. How many matches are it? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't even think I could tell you the number. Of okay. That. How many marriages? Yeah, that's a good question. So I was saying the matches have to be in the thousands at this point. Marriages, um, I think probably about four or five. I will say this though. Um, you know, people hear matchmaking and they think they think someone in their thirties or forties that wants to get married and have babies. Um, I actually work with people well beyond those parameters. Wow. So we work with people aged twenty five to eighty one. It's a really wow. broad range. Wow. <laughs> really broad range. Um and yes, while I will say the majority of our clients in the agency are, you know, busy professionals looking for a long-term commitment. You know, a lot of people that I work with, you know, either they're they're older and they're not trying to have children or they've already passed that phase or they're actually looking for something other than just immediate marriage, right? They're they're getting out of a divorce, they're widowed, they're someone that hasn't been on a first date in 40 years. Um so actually we do a lot of different kinds of relationships as the modern world, you know, demands these days. So well, and I think that that's amazing because I believe that sometimes you can match with someone for a season in your life, yep. you know, yes. and then after that season, life's changed, things change, and that relationship was important. But now, mm-hmm. maybe you need to to move on to yes. another, you know, another uh, relationship. Yes, Gustavo, I love you, and I don't want to give you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Queen, I have a question. Do you vet the yes. uh, the clients as they come in? So, tell us a little bit of what happens and how do you get involved and how do you find the 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 perfect <laughs> the perfect match. Ma- yeah, the perfect match. match. Yeah. Well, first, I have to agree with you, V. I think that there's, you know, there's a season of your life. There are multiple seasons of your life. There are seasons that you should be single. There are seasons that you have relationships that you take lessons from. Um, there are seasons of heartbreak. That's all part of life. So um, to answer your question, Alexandra, yes, we absolutely vet everyone. So there's basically two ways that people work with us at the agency. One is to become a client. Um, which is a paid route. The other is to join our free and totally confidential dating pool, which I highly recommend to anyone listening today to join. It's totally free. You can do that by going to three day rule.com slash Quinn. That's my name, Quinn. It has one N. I swear that'll be on my tombstone, Quinn with one N. And, <laughs> so. we, are gonna, and we are gonna put that on our <laughs> Facebook page, Alexandra and Friends, so you guys can check the, the information over there. Yeah, and just just subscribe to to the dating pool if you are not married, okay? Yes. We don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. No, we don't. I just got here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, once you sign up, uh, what will happen is I'll reach out to you for basically a first date. You're going to go on a first date with me. I'm going to hear all about you, your love life, what you're looking for, your background, um, lessons you've learned from a first, uh, excuse me, from previous relationships. So that's part of the vetting process. What what matchmaking does is it gives you a 360 degree view of someone before you've met them. So right now people spend, if you're online dating, about 12 hours a week online dating. Wow, that's like a that's like another job, wow. right? And that's that's even before you get to the date. So you know you could be spending all that time curating someone for yourself, you get on the date and immediately, you know, this person's not a fit, whether it's not the right look or the right personality or, you know, any number of things that a matchmaker could have figured out by sitting down with this person. So that's part of our vetting process is we do a pretty lengthy, you know, I don't like to call them interviews. I like to call them first dates. So you're going to go on a first date with me. Lucky you. And uh, I'm going to learn all about, you know, like I said, what you're looking for and what you're like. Uh, When you meet with a matchmaker, uh, I can go back to my client and tell you, of course, what they look like on paper, but also intangible things, how they were in person, what they ordered, how they reacted to the wait staff, um, you know, how they how they handled the in-person situation. Those are sort of intangible things that, of course, you're never going to get online. Well, and I'm just thinking here, have you ever happened that you are 
interviewing someone, dating someone, and then you were like, ooh, that's going to be a good match for me. <laughs> we, have, we actually have a strict no dating policy, oh, so okay. got to keep things professional, <laughs> but I'm always happy to match. You know, I can tell when someone's a good match for someone like me, right? You know, if, they, if they're getting along well with someone that's high energy and other, and, you know, into that same end, you know, if you're dealing with someone that, yeah, the chemistry is a little different, but you can tell they're a different match for someone with a different personality than mine. Mm -hmm. Of course, we work with all kinds of people. And what is the three-day rule? Yes, yes, we get asked this all the time. It's kind of um, a tongue-in-cheek name. Mm -hmm. It's from a movie called Swingers. I can't say I've ever seen it. I, I'm not a big movie person, but it's a movie called Swingers where there is an idea that you would wait three days before calling someone that you that you liked. We do not encourage that at all. Um, three days in 2021 is you know basically an eternity. I highly recommend not waiting three days to return a phone call to someone you actually really like. Wow. So... What uh, so when you are vetting that person and and then you go vet the person that you think you're going they're going to be good, do you ever have instances when they call you after on the date and say, "I can't stand this guy. You've got to get me out of it." Look, look. I mean, is there something like that? So you know, I'm always on call for my clients. I always say a matchmaker never sleeps. Um, that being said, you know we do really encourage you know. I really believe, you know, you can get on a date with someone and know that they're not the right fit. The only thing that you owe anyone in in the dating process itself, whether it's through matchmaking or otherwise, the only thing you owe anyone in this world is respect. Right. So just be respectful. Go on the date. You've allotted the time and then part ways. Right. Just be as respectful. I mean, now, of course, if you're feeling unsafe, you should get out of there. And, you know, I'm I'm always on call for that. But, you know, it's definitely it's it's an interesting part of my job. Right. So. One thing you get with matchmaking that you don't get in the real world is feedback. So after I've matched two people, I'm, they're going to hear from me because I want to hear how the date went. And it's amazing because you're getting two different perspectives of the same date. Um, and that can be a very fascinating experience <laughs> as someone who's doing, you know, doing the feedback. And it's, it's actually very interesting because it gives me insight into my client as well, because, of course, I'm not on the date. Um, and that's a lot of what my job is, is sort of coaching you to be the best dater you possibly can be. You are listening to Alexander and Friends 660. Tonight we have here Queen that is an amazing matchmaker. And she's telling us everything about, you know, how to find the your soulmate. The secret house. Wow. I'm feeling like <laughs> secret wow. of love. But we were talking about that last week before the show and when we knew about the matchmaker and everything. I believe that is so exhausting because <laughs> Can you imagine? You probably left uh, a, re a long time relationship. You are a divorced lady. And then you need to deal with everything. The new life, maybe the kids, the bills, and the new reality. We, we never know how bad was the previous relationship. And then you sit down and you start checking these apps. You know, and then you have all, I believe, all kinds of crazy people, you know, <laughs> looking right. for crazy things. So if you can have someone that's just going to filter and do all the hard job for you, I mean, well, it's, it's amazing. No it's amazing. So, uh, Queen, just a real, uh, my understanding. So you have an 81 year old person coming to, uh, wants to date. Yep. So what is the first question you ask that person? I want to know. So, you know, this is the best part of my job is getting to know people at a very intimate level very quickly. Um, with people who are, are older, I, of course, want to hear their love stories, right? I, I love love. So sure. I want to hear about what their love has, their love stories have been. And at that age, you know, they've probably been in love three or four times, maybe only or once. More. Or more. You're right. I, I tend <laughs> to think you can fall in love a lot of times in your life. Um, so I always want to hear what they, what love has looked like to them over eight decades. I mean, that's pretty wild to think about. That's an amazing um, resource both for me and for anyone else to just hear stories of love. So I want to hear what their love stories looked like and also what their love story in the future looks like at 80. You know, is it companionship? Is it um, intimacy? Is it is it all kinds of different things we associate within the realm of what love looks like? Hmm. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, seriously, Alexandra? Yeah, what's the first question? You So, so they're sitting there and they say, I want to date someone in the early 20s. <laughs> You're well, like, <laughs> we may not be the right agency for them if they're looking for that that big sixty-year gap. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's going to work. Yeah, you know, there I, might be I'm other alternatives. Sure well, one thing I noticed on your agency is a very well-known and very high-end uh, 
complimentary. Yes. Uh, very good, very good uh, responses, and a lot of weddings. I noticed all your weddings. Mm-hmm. So what? May, uh, so to with with having said all this, do you find this uh, very? Um, uh, what what do I want to say? Um, you feel good about it when you bring to people together and they stay together. What do they get back with you? And, oh. and what is the cost? <laughs> so uh, to answer the cost one, our you know we work with we customize packages for all kinds right. of people. Um, our prices start at fifty nine hundred, but we can chat if you ever want to. If you ever get into that world, either of y'all, did you um, say fifty nine hundred dollars? Yes, but you can also join for free on our dating pool. <laughs> I mean, Which it's the really... love of your life, Alexandra. <laughs> oh, I mean, nine hundred dollars. It's 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 the love of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about well, because in my mind, the first thing that I can think of talking with my my single friends, and I have one that I'm gonna send to you. Awesome. I'm not I gonna say her, too. I'm not gonna send her, say her name here, or she's gonna kill me. But anyway, <laughs> I know that you are listening. Uh, the, the and the big issue that she finds in dating online is safety, Yes, you know? And every time that she goes out, she just share her location with me so I know where she is and I know where she was supposed to go and yada, yada, but you never know, mm-hmm. you know? And one day uh, we are in a restaurant and I got her cell phone and she was like, okay, I'm going to need to swipe right or left or whatever. So oh, let me do it. You know, when <laughs> yes. you are married, you yes, want to wanna get the... <laughs> You know, you cannot play. So you go there and, and I was like, okay, so what now? She was like, yeah, I swapped to the right. I think it was right. And then if he swapped as well before me, now we are a match and then we are going to start talking. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she started receiving all those nudes. And I was oh, like, dear. what is that? She was like, yeah, just block. Yep. But I mean, it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, seriously? I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, today's so, world is different. So, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to have uh, to have Quinn here because today's world is all about uh, texting, texting, and and uh, social media. So your your job is to bring two strangers mm-hmm. together, strangers in the night. Right? Yes. That's a great song. If you ever heard of it, <laughs> I got married to that song. How lovely. (laughs) But tell us a little bit about when somebody calls and you make the appointment, how do you direct them to come and sit down? And then how do you bring that other person together? And do you meet, do they meet before they go out on a date or? Yeah. So good questions. Um, Well, first I want to touch on what you were saying, because that is one reason why people do use matchmakers is safety. Um, Another reason might be privacy, but also just time, right? I mean, that's what people are, that's what the resource trade is, is, is you're really looking for someone to help you feel safe, feel secure, and also to save yourself some of the time. So um, I would love to talk to your friend for sure. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of my job is meeting tons of people all the time, right? And, and that looks a little different now. Often it's over Zoom. It used to be always, you know, over coffee or maybe happy hour. Um, and sometimes you can do that still. You know, I'm always keeping in my mind, this is the way a matchmaker's mind has to work, basically a rolling a rolodex which you know i used that word the other day and someone was like what's a rolodex i was like oh man i didn't think i was that old <laughs> i don't think i'm that old but it's basically a running rolodex in your brain about who's a good match right so i can meet with someone a year from now and be like i have just the person for you i've been waiting to match this person for a long time because i do believe that there's a match for everyone so sit down and meet and talk with them and get an understanding of who that person is and once i do that um I'll kind of let it sit in my brain for a little bit about whether this is a good match with a client or not. And if they are, um, I'll tell each person a little bit about the other person with a photo. So they have an understanding of what they're looking into, getting into, basically. But we basically try to leave it as organic as possible for them to meet. So we'll pass along a phone number, let them kind of sort out their date and where they want to meet, however they want to do it, especially these days, depending on people's comfort level. And we kind of let them take it from there because we do want it to be as organic as possible. You're listening to Alexander and Friends, 660 The Answer. And uh, right now we have an amazing guest sitting here with us by the name of Quinn Woodward Poo. <laughs> and I hope I'm doing that correctly. And then we got V sitting next to me and Miss Courtney is on good the morning. phone with us. No, Good afternoon. Good evening. What time of day is it? Oh, Lord. I'm all Courtney. Out Seriously, what's going on with you today? Just because it's Valentine's well, tomorrow? Are you already drinking? I think so. Well, I have a couple of funny stories for you. So, uh, I've been, I know, 
I've just been running around, so I'm a little, I'm sorry I can't be with y'all today, but I'm glad you're able to call. So that's that. And I know that with this leading up to Valentine's, all lovey-dovey, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure what you guys had as a suggestion for me to get my husband. As a gift for Clint. As a gift. A vacuum yes. cleaner? <laughs> we just got one. Oh. Well, and she, yeah. remember, she's the one who has all the crap in the garage, so she's trying to give crap away, not to buy more, Alexandra. Oh, I'm so, sorry. This is true. Yeah. So, well, and so he he had asked me, um, you know, what do you want for Valentine's Day? He's like, do you want me to take you to Kendra Scott and get some jewelry, or do you want to go Ooh. to get some, some new undergarments? And I was Ooh. like... Victoria's Secret? I said... Yes, that's what he said. I said, you can go and get that. That'd be more your gift than mine. I don't care. And he, he said, well, I'm not going to be some creepy, weird dude walking around Victoria's Secret by myself. And I said, be fine. There'll be a ton of, ton of guys there. So anyways, long story short, I ended up getting a step aerobic. You remember those? Remember step aerobics? What, what is, is that? that? <laughs> what it's is like, that? It's like the little raised platform and you can do aerobic exercise. Another crap for back. your garage, Courtney. Like, seriously, you don't learn the it's lesson. It's not for the garage. It's oh. not for the garage. Oh, it's, I doubt that you're going to make an exercise. I'm going to bet with you a hundred bucks that you are not going to use that for more than one week. So I will take your bet because I've been doing it without the step for uh -huh. over a week now. Uh -huh. So pay me my hundred dollars and I can a use month. that money to get Clint a Valentine's Day Okay, present. a month, start <laughs> recording and post on Facebook. And a month from now, we can talk. Oh, okay. you know what? She You're doesn't accepted. have faith, faith in you. But I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say that uh, two weeks from today, uh, we will see how you're doing and how many bruises you have, okay? <laughs> then we move to the next because then you, she can win because I want to see the bruises when you fall because I, I don't know what that is. I'm still trying to figure out what that is. But Alexander, you know what it is. It was like big in the 80s. I know you know what it is. I it's never... like a step that you go up and down, up and down. Like she could do the same thing with a step from Walmart that costs like five bucks, but she probably spent a hundred. Can you just go to you the sidewalk do... and go up and down from the sidewalk? Yeah, just go step like, in the sidewalk no, and back? You can't, you can't do split Vs. You can't do knee repeaters. You can't do that. Oh. You have to be able to move. Oh. Move Yes. Well, well so, we're going to get back to that bet, and you have no idea how much fun we are having. Well, you are listening to the show, so you heard all the fun stories about matchmaking, and uh, I'm going to tell you, we have some friends that we need to send uh, to Queen, and I'm talking about I'm talking to her, like, for the possibility for us to meet, like, with me and Gustavo and see we, if we are a real match. But I don't know if that's going to be a good idea or not. <laughs> so. so is there like, how does, how does, is it a questionnaire or how did, well, first, remind me, how does. Miss Courtney, before we go any further, let's introduce you to Quinn because you are not here and we're here doing all the hard work and <laughs> yeah. you're over there having all the fun. So V and I are trying to get this interview going on, but we miss you. So Quinn, this is Courtney, our co-host. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me. We're having a blast over here. V <laughs> suggested that we talk to you about maybe when you decide to get a divorce, we'll have her ready for you. <laughs> I don't. Um, that's what V said. I, no, it was not me. My, oh, look, Mike, you are. I'm getting trouble here tonight. <laughs> it's always me. OK, it's always me. I don't know if she's well, going to get married again if she gets divorced. But <laughs> listen, if, if this doesn't work, I'm done. I'm just going <laughs> to raise up these kids and go buy a one-room hut somewhere in the middle of nowhere and grow my food and call it a day. That's what I'm going to do. So this, I hope it works out, but I'm done if it doesn't. Well, Quinn, you're going to lose a good client. Okay. <laughs> well, Quinn's here to tell us all about her matchmaking. So come on, jump in and to ask her all this very serious questions. Well, I have you one have. more question for her. Mm -hmm. you. Okay. Yeah, she's not here today, so she she she's she can second. wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can you can wait. Uh, what? Because Texas, I mean, we are a friendly state, and mm -hmm. everybody talks to everybody. So let's. Is there a way for you to give us like the difference between like Texas and New York? Because <laughs> I can. It's completely different, right? 
You know, that's an, that's a very good question. I will say after after 2020 happened to everyone, um, I think that, you know, we get a, you know, I, I, used, I think I told Alexander this. I, I actually grew up singing opera. I still sing opera. And when I was a child, one of the songs I sang in a children's opera was The Farmer and the Cowman Should Be Friends. And that's kind of how I feel about what's going on right now with dating. You've got people from New York coming into, uh, excuse me, coming into Texas and California and D.C. You know, these city people are coming into Texas, mm-hmm. which, of course, has plenty of big cities of its own. And it turns out we're not all that different. Right. This is an amazing time for people to be matching to people they would otherwise never have met, whether it was because of location or other parameters. We just lived through a pretty intense time where we were, you know, pretty limited in the way that we met new people. And that kind of caused us to have to open our parameters a bit to other places, to different kinds of people we probably wouldn't have been open to before. It's one of the best things that came out of 2020, I really think. So, yes, dating is different. You know, dating is different across different neighborhoods of different big cities, you know, just by the culture of that neighborhood. But, you know, we're kind of hitting this time where things are are more similar than ever in terms of cities because we all really do want connection. Um, And that's really where we are right now. So people are really opening the parameters in terms of location. I myself um, actually handle, I'm the VIP nationwide matchmaker. So I actually do nationwide matchmaking. I've actually done that. I always say before it was cool. I was always working from home before it was cool. And I was doing nationwide matchmaking before it was cool. Um, Now, of course, everyone's open to both those things because that's where we are. Um, But it's, it's something to really pay attention to because we really are not all that different, you know, just because of location, it doesn't make us that different as people and love is a universal experience, right? You could be someone living in the city <clears throat> looking for love, and you could be someone living in the country looking for love, but the feeling of love is still that intense, beautiful thing, no matter where you are. Well, Courtney, you have any questions for our guests? <laughs> well, I, I wish I would have known about this, and I would have maybe not used Tinder to find my last husband. <laughs> oh, you have a Tinder love story. That, that's Ooh. good. Oh, Kinder. Oh, is- and this- so funny. So I, I got on Tinder. I got married the first time, very young. And, you know, you didn't really get a chance to sow the old oats. And so I was like, oh, let me get on Tinder and, just, you know, date around and see what's going on. And I kid you not, the first man that I match with and go out and date with, we end up getting married. That's great. You know, I think that there's an idea that, you know, and this is some something that, that people can often get themselves into trouble with. They think that if they don't play the field, they've missed out on an opportunity. My advice as a matchmaker is if you found someone that you love that makes you happy, you're not missing anything, right? You found what people are looking for. Don't keep looking for something that, that may or may not be there because that's sort of the, the false promise of something better. That's like the grass is greener concept. But it sounds like that's not at all the case. You, you married someone that you obviously found a connection with and love. Our producer is shaking his hand back and forth. Yes. yes. So he's happily married, I can tell. It's like, listen to these crazy women. <laughs> So are you are you married? I'm not married, no, to my knowledge. Do you need? Do, are, are you going to be visiting with someone in your company to get a matchmaking? Well, they have a no date policy, right? Yes. Oh, I see. But I you see. can use the services as well. If I wanted to, I, I imagine I could probably sign up for our own services. Yes, but I I won't be doing that anytime soon. So can you tell us one of your most exciting matchmaking you did that was outstanding and that you can actually pat your back and say yeah. I did it. Yes, I can. Well, I actually want to answer a question you asked a while ago, just to to close the loop on that, when you asked if this was a fulfilling job. Every morning when I say my prayers, I say two prayers specific to this job. The first one is a prayer of Thanksgiving. This is the best job I could ever have. It is the most gratifying, fulfilling job I could ever have imagined. Um, And it's certainly the job I think I was put on this earth to do. So that's the first prayer. And the second prayer is a prayer for my clients. I always pray that no matter what I do for them that day, it gets them closer to finding love. Right, because people will work with us, and the, the process is not only about finding a partner, it's a lot of self-exploration as well. So, um, you know, the job itself is, of course, to make matches. I'm a matchmaker, but it's a lot more than that, too. It's about helping you determine what's actually important to realize your own self-worth um, and also to, to realize how, what it is to be in a relationship, which is, of course, to learn and grow with someone Um so that's that. <laughs> I just want, I was like, Excellent. that was in my head. That's I really good. wanted to get well, that. Thank you. You're going to get used to because we go back and forth and we change <laughs> subjects and we are a mess, but it's okay. We are getting there. <laughs> we'll, we'll always get there. It'll just be a fun path. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so many, so many that I, I love sharing. I will say this is, this is a fun one. I was in um, Lisbon, Portugal. Whoa. And um, 
you know, part of being a matchmaker is we're, we're totally shameless, right? Like I, I'm always looking for single people, no matter where I am. I could be on vacation. I could be at the grocery store. I could be at the airport. You know, I'm always looking for really quality singles. And I, I always say, you know, any apps is dating app if you try hard enough. So if I'm on LinkedIn, I see a really good looking guy or girl with a really great um, professional background. I'm going to reach out to that person and be like, hey, I, you know, I don't know if you're single or not, but I, I want to just see because I think you'd be a great match for my client. So with that preface, you know, wherever I am, even if I am on vacation at a wine bar, um, drinking Vino Verde, I should say, in, in Lisbon, uh, I had a client, an older man, older gentleman, so 55 plus, who was really looking for a woman that likes wine and also really likes traveling on her own. And I was actually with uh, my then boyfriend. So, you know, I'm, I'm with someone. <laughs> I just see this woman at the other side of the bar drinking wine. I was like, I could tell by her accent she was American. And I was like, hi, I have a really odd question for you. Um, I'm actually an American matchmaker. Are you by chance single? And she's like, yes, I am. I live in San Francisco. So I actually matched them. I right there in that little wine bar in, in Lisbon, I actually, you know, signed her up into our database. I did an interview with her when I got back stateside and I actually matched them and, and they were they are a very happy couple based on wine and travel. So Wow. That's <laughs> well, exciting. We're gonna need to bring you back here because wow. our time is Courtney. almost over and well, Courtney, I think I'm a matchmaker too because where <laughs> I go I try to sell people insurance. So well, that's what matchmaking you know, is. I think we are. Business. Yeah, I think I we match are matchmaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I match them to real estate. So, but I'm not going to mess with the love yes. part. No, yeah. no. Uh-uh. It's cleaner that way. <laughs> yes, I was just trying to figure out where we can get her information. Where can people find out how to be uh, matched? I guess. Yes, thank you for asking that. You could definitely sign up, and I highly recommend anyone if you're single at all. This is a zero if risk, single, pain not married, <laughs> not married. Yes, thank you. Not not you know not encumbered with a relationship currently. Um, totally free, totally painless, totally informal way to sign up and work with us. Go to three dayrule dot com slash Quinn Q U I N just one N and Quinn. Um, sign up there. It takes about you know thirty seconds or less to make a profile. I'll reach out to you and we'll schedule some time so I can learn all about what you're looking for. Well, and we are going to also add her information on our Facebook page, Alexandra and Friends. And if you have any question, just send us an email. What is the email, Courtney? Email is alexanderandfriends660 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook at alexanderandfriends660. You can shoot us a message there and also check out our podcast. This is Alexander and Friends 660. We see you guys next week. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.